impression again we get all with what you put into it's like a walk of life if you're good enough go out and get it no more about it Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? And just about kept in. Oh, well done, Shawnee Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the world court today. No more about him. He made all the run, that was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact that it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. No sympathy in this game for anybody. Welcome everybody to Treaty Talk. Uh, Raphael here standing in for Tom, who's away skiing this weekend, I'm led to believe. Uh, Matt, well for some, but uh, uh, I suppose not as cold as where Tom was uh, or is at the moment, but uh, starting in Torlis last Sunday with Limerick's 136-19 win over Antrim. Um, Hard, I suppose, to take anything from some of these league games so early on in the season, Matt, but as far as the Limerick team with given uh, game time to some of the younger players and players that you'd hope to see further down the line, I think it was a, a box tick for John Kiley. It was, it, it was, Raph, and, you, you know, the old cliche, all, all you can play is what is put in front of you. And, um, um, like, whilst Limerick were expected to win, um, I I didn't in my wildest dreams, and I think there's very few, thought that they'd win with such with such ease. Um, you must remember that they were trailing. They were actually trailing after 20 minutes, after 21 minutes, when, um, when Antrim got the goal. And for the rest of the half, in 14 minutes and plus whatever injury time was on, they outscored Antrim 10 points to two to turn it right around. And if that wasn't bad enough from an Antrim point of view, Limerick scored the first 1-9 of the second half. Um, Shane O'Brien had the ball in the net within a minute of the restart. So, like, here you had a goal of 19 points to two points in the space of what, you know... 30 minutes of hurling. And, and um, like, I don't think anybody could live with that. Now, Antrim were down a few players, but, like, there's no question about it. Like, it, 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 just, it, it, it just confirms the level of, 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 of depth that, that's in John Kiley's squad at the moment and the level of competition that's there. Like, he puts out a complete new full forward line. I suppose to be stretching it a bit to say it was a rookie full forward line, but it's a full forward line that, you know, ha- have been on the fringes. And like they post 122, 117 from Clare. Like you, you could hardly do it poking around in an hour, you know. It, it, it was a fantastic performance, but all over the field. A very interesting, a very interesting um, um, experiment that, that, um, John Kiley did last last Sunday was the placing of David Reedy at centre half back. Now I, I know people were wondering David Reedy at centre half back, but I I I remember David Reedy in 2012 when he was a student in, in Charleville CBS and they got to the Hearty Cup final where they were beaten by Arts Reach. But 
David really was absolutely outstanding through, throughout the campaign and was a huge factor as to why Charleville CBS got to the threshold of, of half the cup success. So, and he's played there at, at center halfback for his club. So, playing at center halfback isn't unusual um, for David Reedy. I'm just wondering what the thinking of it, it behind it is. Um, you know, um, is he going to use um, uh, Declan Hannon sparingly? And and is David Reedy the man to sl slot in there and and leave um, uh, that will free up Willem who to return to midfield? Um, it, it's just interesting and it, it it's one of these things watch this space like you must remember that Limerick only lined out with four of the starting team in the All-Ireland now another four that had been used during the course of the game came on or, you know, sorry another four that had been used during the course of the All-Ireland final either started or came on but like that's, that's only just half a team but certainly John Kiley you know, he he cannot be he, he cannot be accused of not giving people a chance. And I suppose, look, Matt, we all know of the value that John Kiley, Paul Clark, and that coaching staff place in players and their interchangeability within different lines of that squad. I mean, we've only seen we only have to look to see how they reacted to injuries to key critical players over the previous seasons, whether it was Mike Casey, whether it was Peter Casey, whether it was Sean Finn, whether it was the Keane Lynch injury. There, you know, the within a line or two of where you would normally play your hurling, it's almost as if like Limerick players are ex like if you if you're a half if you're a halfback, you're expected to be equally comfortable a zone ahead as you are a zone behind the fullback line. I, I think that's true to what John Kiley and Paul Knark look, look for in, in the squad. Yeah, you, you just look at you you just look at the history of the squad and you look at Barry Nash, a forward all his life at underage. He, he he was moved back to wing back, everybody asked questions. And then he was moved back to cornerback. Now is one of the finest cornerbacks that has ever graced the game. You look at Kyle Hayes. Started at centre forward, moved back to wing back, moved up again into the forwards, and now back again at centre half back or at wing back. And the most classical example of all was, the, you know, and most recent was the way that Willem O'Donoghue dovetailed so nicely in at centre half back in the All Ireland final. You know, it, you're absolutely right in what you're saying. Um, that the, that that is the type of versatility that that is expected from players, and and by God they they, they have delivered it over over the um, over the last six years. Like if you would, if we were having this conversation exactly this time twelve months, and somebody told you that you were going to be without you were going to get into the All Ireland series, but you were going to be without Sean Finn, you were going to be without Declan Hannon, you throw your hands in the air and you say that's it. But again, it proves the, 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 the depth of the Limerick squad plus the adaptive, adaptability of the players in the squad, that they can just dovetail into those places, in, in, into those vacant places. Like Mike Casey, he started his holding career at underage at left back, moved to become a, an outstanding fullback. In Limerick's hour of crisis, he was moved to right fullback. You know, and we and we had we had the Willem O'Donoghue case last year, so you know. Um, but it, it's going to be interesting now. They're going to Westmeath on on Sunday, 
And um, you'd wonder and you'd probably say to yourself, is, is, is John Kiley going to give a vote of confidence to those that did so well against Antrim? I'm not so sure. I yeah, I, 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 I was going to say that to you, Matt. Are you expecting more of the same this weekend or or, or do you think it's going to be another rejig? Or, or, or is it a case of keeping the level of young blood in the team constant and rotating in the more established guys with a, with a new rotation again? It's kind of, it's a, it's the ultimate kind of balancing act for these opening rounds. It is, and uh, you're going to see more rotation and I think you're going to see more of the, the top class players back. You know, if you were a top-class player in the full forward line, you couldn't wait to get back with the three boys that are in there at the moment. You know, but um, that 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 is the that is the type of competition that's in 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 the in in the squad. So um, yeah, I I I honestly think that there will be changes, and I, I think that you will probably see that there will be. Um, I think you'll see one or two more making a return, like um, your Dara Donovan on the bench now last week. You could see Dara starting, that type of thing. Um, the, the players will be used in and out. But um, like in, in fairness, it, when you sit down and, and see the, the league schedule at the very start, um, you know, John Kyrie and Paul Kinnert must be absolutely delighted because if you have ambitions of winning the league, like you have an ideal start, there are a couple of pipe openers against Antrim, and this is not a disrespect to them and Westmeath. Then you have Dublin, and then you have the big two, Tipperary and Galway, both in, in the Gaelic grounds. So it was, it, was, it, it, it was ideally set up if Limerick are so minded to try and retain the title. But of course, the league is, a, there's, there's a bit more riding on the league this year, in that there's a new format in 2025. And like it's important that you finish in the top three to be assured of a place in 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 the top flight next year. And um, the best. I think I think that I think the best four places, isn't it? Then on, on points and we'll, we'll go points on top of it to make it an uneven number seven. So um, it's five divisions of seven. I I I don't get it myself, but you know, but um, uh, why why we have to have seven? I don't know, but. Um, it is what it is now, and um, like you, you, you'd have to think that qualifying for the, the group stage at least Limerick would have put to bed. You'd hope with another win over Westmeath next 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 Sunday, and then they play Dublin in Croke Park, which is a double header actually in Croke Park, and uh, the following Saturday week um, with um, a rematch of the All Ireland between Kerry and Dublin. So. So they no, essentially, if they if they if they win, if they beat Westmead and go on to beat Dublin, that will should guarantee them the third spot at least. And then I suppose it's a case of what whatever they decide to do against the last two in the last two rounds, whether it's to to like you said to drive to retain their league title or they go a different route. Yeah, that that's exactly it. And you you have you you have a, you, you have an absolute um, game that's written in stone. 21st of April, going to play Clare and Ennis. And Limerick will really, really be, be focusing on that. And everything that will be done between now and then is geared for that date. And you must remember, Raf, it's scarcely more than two months away. Yeah, that's the, the thing, I suppose, with this uh, with this format and this uh, split season that things creep up on you very, very quickly and are over before you know it. So I guess the... Yeah. Um, 
the, 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 the there is a lot of pressure to have it right uh, and to have it right for the for the start of the championship. Uh, Matt, just before we move off the hurling, anything from the other teams that you've seen in the opening uh, round of games uh, that you'd uh, be sitting up and paying attention to? No, I, you know, Tipperary had a good win over over Dublin. Um, I saw footage of the Kilkenny and Wexford game. I saw footage of Cork and Clare. Um, Galway had a huge win, 31 points to spare over Westmeath. And, of course, you, you, you know, you have to pity for Westmeath in many ways in that, um, you know, you, 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 you take that drubbing from Galway and in, in Pierce Stadium and next up are the four times All Ireland champions. Like it's it, it, it is it is very difficult. But like you know, you know, the one thing that that struck me on the first week, uh, 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 Raf, was the performance of Limerick. I suppose, Matt. Moving along to the footballer. But, but, but before we but before we move on from hurling, um. And and I know we'll be coming back to it in the context of the Fitzgibbon Cup and 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 on Munster Post Primary. But while while we're on the Limerick thing, um, the draws that the the Limerick Senior Championships um took place this week, and took place semi behind closed doors, like and um, there, there, there's a lot of unease around the county about it. Now, I, I've been a recipient of a, a very, very strong-worded text on the matter. And I've also been the recipient of um, a very irate caller at the other end of the line today, to which I responded. Um, no, was he his club delegate? And he said he was. Uh, he asked me, what was I going to do about it? I said, nothing. Would you have power to do it? You know, you have power to raise it. Um, I, 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 I think it's it, it, it's um, it's a regressive step, you know. Um, I'm not querying transparency or anything, but it is one of those highlights of the year. Uh, the draw, uh, they're, they're, they've been they've been streamed for the last couple of years, and they've been held at county board meetings, and um, you know, there's a buzz around them. Now, they didn't all take place on Tuesday night, the, 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 the Intermediate Hurling Championship and the, the new Premier Junior Championship, I understand, are penciled in to take place tonight. But these things should be taken. These things should, should, be, should be transmitted. Um, like when people, the housebound, the diaspora, you know, and I speak about these all the time. Because this is what the, this, uh, the streaming service has been a godsend to them. And they used to look forward to the draw. And um, like club, clubs look, you know, it, I know some of the times it has been streamed, it, 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 has, it hasn't been at county board meetings. But um, I, I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a very disappointing and I think it's a regressive step. And um, I... I I'm not attributing blame, but what I say to the county board collectively, um, don't let it happen again. There is discontent around the county about it. There is no suggestion whatsoever that anything untoward or anything like that. Um, but it, 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 this this idea of being semi-behind closed doors because members of the CCC and their, their representatives, it's come 
comprised of representatives from the various divisions. They, they were present. But I think it's one of those nights, you know, when, you know, everything should be out in the open. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I think, Matt, over the last few years, people, uh, there has been an expectation of... Uh, being able to see the draws, uh, there's been an expectation of, I suppose, being there to 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 to, to witness it, whether you're there in person or not. And look, uh, it's definitely something that uh, that you know we have done in conjunction with Limerick over the last years. And uh, yeah, absolutely something that we'd look forward to doing again. And uh, yeah, I I'd echo your thoughts on that, Matt. The the footballers, it's it's been a very very sticky. Uh, assignment so far in the National League another I think up in Park Kessler against down at the weekend 3.16 to 9 points we won't dwell too long on this one I know they're going into a break weekend and a chance to maybe regroup but uh, it's hard going at the moment for the footballers it is and my heart goes out to Jimmy Lee because um, like he, 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 he really knows his job but like he was handed a very, very difficult hand of cards in, in that he inherited a squad, um, 17 of whom, uh, that would say 17 of the squad that featured against Leash in the last round of the Talton Cup last year are not available for various reasons. So like that lets a huge amount of gaps to fill. Like it includes some huge players like Keen Sheehan, Brian Fanning, Adrian Inright, Brian Dunneman, you know, Mike Dunneman is missing, Gordon Brown, like you've, you've huge players um, missing, and you've, you, Hugh Burke is out injured, Robbie yeah, Burke has Matt, look, if, you, if you flip that on its head and you, you said to yourself, Matt, look, if you were in John Kiley's shoes and he was down 17 starters or frontline players or panellists even mm -hmm. from last year, you'd say they were decimated. You, you, you know, you, 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 what would your expectations be for the hurlers if they face that scenario? And I, I think with Limerick football, sometimes it can be a case of, you know, one step forward, two step back, two steps back in that ugh, it's very hard for them to create that kind of, that longevity of, of players within the panel and, and of these massive kind of, player turnovers that have seem to happen in, in very sharp windows uh, and give coaches uh you know a, a fairly tough hand to play yeah like jimmy's brother billy like he he made he made no secret of the fact that one year when he sat down to establish his panel over 50 players refused to take part that he that he invited in so that that is that 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 is what the challenge that Jimmy Lee and his management team are facing. Now the the, the challenge in the league now, uh, you know, is going to be huge. The loss at home to Antrim, coupled with the defeat to Down, leaves Limerick in a situation where like there, there is no further room for slippage. Unfortunately, um, like you you have five games left, and um, basically. As a minimum, you have to win. You have to win three of them. Now, Sligo is next up, and then we have Westmeath, and um, Clare are coming down the tracks, Offaly are coming down the tracks. So, you know, you, 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 you have trips to Westmeath, and you have trips, you have trips to, uh, trip to Offaly. 
Like they, they, they are going to be, they are going to be extremely difficult. And Westmead being our bogey team for so long, um, it's it's a difficult place to be for Jimmy at the moment. Now I understand that there may be a bit of a relief coming along in 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 so far as that some of those that weren't available. I think your cousin is one of them um, who should be back in the fall very shortly. Danny Neville, um, uh, Josh Ryan, Robbie Bork, um, they're closing in on returns, which would be very very welcome news. You know, if if you can get experienced bodies in there now, like John Kiley. Um, Billy uh, Jimmy Lee has been given game time to players coming through, but you, you know we're expecting we're expecting them to come through too quick at this stage, as as you referenced there earlier on. And um, this thing is going to take time. And um, you know what it needs, and it's something that's in scarce supply amongst GAF sports supporters, is patience. Yeah, you know, and um, Limerick that Carlos Spade is paid. Limerick are in a battle to preserve their, their Division 3 status. Yeah, and Matt, I think that would be a huge achievement if they were to do that, you know, and I think there are definitely games within that remaining fixtures, and uh, within that remaining programme of fixtures that Jimmy Lee can have a good rattle off, you know. I, I don't I don't think it's a case of all is lost, but, you know, I think I think they'll welcome the break this week to try and, to try and you know, circle the wagons and see where they are when they come back out for next round, because, uh, you know, it's, I don't think it's quite all lost, but there are some big games that they will have to to, to, to get results from. There are, there are, and I, I, I mentioned the trips to Westmead and Offaly, and, and um, Sligo isn't going to be an easy game. Oh, you have a trip to Wicklow as well thrown in, you know, and Ockram has been the graveyard of so many, so many hopes in the past. But just to put it into context, um, Raf. Down just missed out on promotion last year. And they got to the Tarleton Cup final where they were beaten by Meath. So in terms of development, they were further down the road than, than, than Limerick were. Yeah. And, you know, we have a situation in Limerick, new manager, new squad. Takes time to get your ducks in order. Takes time to, to, to mold, yeah, mold your team together, mold your squad together. And... Um, uh, Jimmy certainly needs time, and um, I, I don't think um, you know. Look, it needs three wins, and one of those has to be on the road, and you have to beat Sligo and Clare at home. That is the minimum to preserve status. Yeah, and the points differential not great. The points differential at the moment at minus twenty three is nearly like having a point less if it goes to unless it goes to a head to head tiebreaker. So that's probably another thing that uh, that that is slightly you know in in disadvantage to Limerick as well with the way they stand at the moment. Uh, Matt, I suppose we'll park the football there for now and come back to that when they're uh, when they're back after their break week. Uh, Third level stuff, Matt, plenty going on. Uh, great to see both Mary I and Joel into the uh, into separate uh, uh, sides of the Fitz draw. Uh, unfortunately, though, for Joel, lost out by uh, just a point this evening in their uh, game, I think, was it against was it UCD? UCD two twelve to one fourteen, and and having I, I, and having watched, two great chances near the end to to get level. Absolutely, I watched most of it, and they they had raced into a very early lead of one four to two points, 
but um, they're about midway through the first half. But uh, for the remainder of the half, they failed to score while UCD kicked six points. And it was looking kind of ominous for them at that stage because um, uh, UCD had a very, very firm grip in, 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 in the game. But um, they came out at the second half and really, really put it up to them. And like there were two... It's very, very hard to say guilt edge chances, but they were two very, very good chances there towards the end uh, to force the game to extra time. So uh, that that's the interest in the Sigerson Cup. Now, the Fitzgibbon Cup, you're right. Um, Mary Macklett and, and um, UL have have, um, have avoided each other. Mary Macklett had a very, very good win um, yesterday and, and on Wednesday over, over, over local rivals, MTU Midwest. Or sorry, TUS Midwest in a Limerick derby, while whilst um, UL had a good win over UCC, um, and it, it, it probably the UCC game was probably a, an ideal game for Brian Ryan and his men going forward, because they, in the group stages they had it all too easy. But certainly UCC, like who who in the first round went down quite convincingly enough now to Mary I. Uh, but bounce back in the second round and and um, beat Manus. Having played against the wind last night in Maguire's field, UCC led by three points, twelve points to nine. But I I I thought at, at that stage that they had expended an awful lot of energy to be in that position, and I couldn't see him sustaining it in the second half. And that that from a UCC point of view um, was unfortunately how it panned out. But this is an extremely talented. Um, talented UL team, Raf. You know, you take him one from one to fifteen. Players coming off the bench, and like there's so many. It's great that there's so many um, Limerick t- players on the on the team. Like last night, you had um, Connor Handy Clark was in goals. Fergal O'Connor was corner back. Um, um, Colin Coughlin was wing back. Aidan O'Connor. You had Adam English, you had Paddy Donovan coming on, um, Brian O'Grady, who I thought had a very good game at midfield. You know, and that's that's seven players off at the top of my head now that, that um, you know, that's half a team nearly. You know, and um, like certainly in many ways, it, 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 it takes me back to around 2017, 2018, when this great Limerick Odyssey was starting. And when... when um, the, the, the UL team was populated by an awful lot of Limerick players. So we're having we're, we're having much more of the same now again, I think, a bit. And, um, and now Eddie Stokes came on for UCC, Eddie Stokes from, from Dune, but um, came on late in the game and I'd say came on at a time um, when it was too late to make an impact in the game. Although the game was, you know... It was in the melting pot until until Mark Rogers got a goal in the point about three minutes from the end. You know, it could could possibly have gone either way, but um, and, he, and he he was quiet for the majority of the game, but just seemed to come alive in that five minute spell uh, and did enough damage, and it was crucial. It was crucial, but um, um, I I thought Rob Downey was outstanding in in the UCC defence, and that was part of it. And John Millerick and, and and Shane Kingston they they were outstanding, so. They, they were not going to concede that much, and uh, so um, um, yeah. Look, I I I would be making I I would be making UL favourites 
whether I'd make him strong favourites to win it or not, I, I'm not so sure I would. They have, a, they have a tough task against University of Galway. They're going to be tough customers. But um, I, I said some time off to, to, to our colleague, John Kyo, um, that I, I had visions of a UL Mary Immaculate final. And I'm not going to deviate from that. Uh, it wouldn't be the first time that you've been convinced of your visions, Matt. So we won't, uh, we wouldn't expect you to do uh, to do a U-turn or a flip-flop on that at this stage, Matt. Uh, moving along to the Hearty Cup and heartbreak for Ard Skull in what was a, an absolutely unbelievably dramatic ending, losing out on a scoreline of uh, twenty-one points to two sixteen against uh, Nina CBS, who claimed their first Hearty Cup title. Uh, congratulations to Nina on that. But uh, it was a, a signal of a way to lose a game. A signal of a way to get, lose a game. Um, congratulations. I agree with you to Nina CBS. And I suppose congratulations to Nina CBS on the double in that they, complete, they, they completed a very, very famous double winning the, the Dean Ryan for the first time last November and now adding the Hearty Cup. And they're the third new name that has gone in the Hearty Cup in as many years. They're following in the footsteps of um, St. Joseph's Tulla who were first-time winners in 2022, Castle Community College, who were first-time winners last year, and now we have Nina, Nina CPS. Unfortunately, from an art school reach point of view, two of them were at the expense of art school reach. And from what I saw in the game, and I, I, I saw all the game, and I, I watched it back, I watched most of it a second time. Um, I, I, the season is far from over for art school reach. And I'm not saying this now because um, you will recall in, 19, in 2022 when they left, lost to St. Joseph's Tuller, they, 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 they regrouped and went on and won the All-Ireland. So now I, I think um, they're in a good position um, to do that again. But, of course, you've seen Cairns, they're arch rivals, they're great rivals. Now they've got they've got to go through the quarter final route, but I'd be quite confident, Raf, even despite the defeat, that Arsenal Reach will have a very very big say in the destination of the Crow Cup. A very yeah. very big say. Yeah, and I suppose we saw that, like you, you you referenced that year when they when they I think it was the year they lost to Tulla in the final. They That's dusted, it. That's they, it. Dusted, they dusted themselves down. I'm not saying, you know, they're they're. They tend to forget about the hearty once it's lost and move on. And and again, I, I I would envisage that they'll have a they'll have a right good crack at it because again, I'm guessing they'll probably feel that the, the hearty was probably a game that got away from them, and uh, they'll probably go back into this uh, All Ireland series with a point to prove. Oh, yeah, absolutely, abso absolutely, and um, you you know they 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 have the players to do it. Like we we saw a fantastic display by Fintan Fitzgerald. Mark O'Brien was 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 outstanding as well up front. I think they got ten points between them. All Albar won from play. Um, so yeah, yeah. They look, um, I I I I fancy Art School. Um, you know, if they avoid each other, it could be it, it could be Art School against Nina or Saint Kieran's in the final. Yeah, I'm not uh... I'm not ruling out. I'm not ruling out Nina. I'm not ruling out a repeat of the Hearty Cup final now. Yeah, which is also a possibility given the structure of the draw, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Matt, um, 
putting the hearty and post primary schools action to this. Oh, you, I think you've killed you've uh, you've a note on Kilfinnan before I uh, put that to bed. I uh, have a big note on Kilfinnan because Kilfinnan, um, Skullpole Kilfinnan won their first ever um, Munster College's senior hurling title when they won the the, the senior C championship. Now. It, it, it's, it was their second time in four years appearing in the final. They were beaten narrowly by two points in 2020, a team captained by now Limerick senior hurler Jimmy Quilty um, um, went down to Colossal um, um, Class at Cantorque, a team that featured Brian O'Sullivan, who is um, uh, a very key member of the present UL team. Um, but on, on Saturday um, in the Astro Turf in... in um, in um, Feathered, um, they were up against Landmire Community College. Now, physically, when I saw the sides going out, um, I said, advantage Landmire Community College here. And Landmire Commun Community College got a great start now. Um, it, well, they had, a, they had, a, they had a, a point and three wides in the first four minutes. So that would give you an idea they went all out. But a goal... By Christian O'Gorman, a court minor from last year, in the fifth minute, turned it in 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 um, art scholars' favour, and and they, they weren't led, and he had a, he added a point again after that, and they weren't they weren't led for the rest of the game. Now they had to dig very very deep. Now um, in in the second half in particular, I I, I thought they were excellent, and. Um, if they can have a complaint, um, and um, I, I would concur with this, that the performance that, that Skull Paul put on last Saturday was not fully reflected in a five points winning margin. I thought it deserved a more comfortable one, but um, it will give you an idea of, of, of the strength um uh, of the team and the balance. It's a very, very balanced team and they have a couple of outstanding performers. Shane Fitzgibbon and Limerick under 20, former Limerick minor, absolutely outstanding at centre-back, a colossus. And um, you've Dahi Dinehy, you know, what, hugely one of the rising stars of Limerick hurling, now involved with Limerick minors this year. Um, he, he was immense at midfield, but overall it was a team performance. And they're restricted... Um, Glenmire Community College to three points in the second half, and the three points came in a seven-minute spell when they closed the four-point gap down to one with a quarter of an hour to go, and you set yourself game on. Yeah. But it was then that we saw um, Skull Paul at their best. They really, really dug in, and they, they didn't concede another score. And for that matter, it didn't look like conceding a score. Maybe apart from a chance at the end, um, which which um, they had a goal chance at the end and a fantastic um, block down save by Cahal Dinehy, the goalkeeper, um, kept it at bay. But it would have come at a stage that was even too late. Yeah. But, you know, from, from the school's perspective, um, Raf, it was just a fantastic occasion to be there. So now they're, they're going to go on and they're going to face the Leinster champions and I'm not sure who they are. I think um, it's in the concluding stages. I understand Cistash and Ross Gray are in the concluding stages, but um, uh, um, in the semi-final in the 2nd of, of, of March. So, like, um, 
like like art school um they're entitled from the performance that i saw and i saw last year's c final as well which in which mitchellstown beat palace kenry and mitchellstown went down on monday all ireland and i i, I see no reason why skull pole possibly can do the same um uh, they were extremely well coached um by Ed Kiley from Dune and and um, the Camogrovers duo Anthony Punch and Pat McCarthy did a great job done in them. And um uh, as as I said, if 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 I had any reservation about it is uh, it is that I thought that their performance on the day deserved a greater winning margin. Yeah, and uh uh Hopefully, if they do make it to the final, uh, we will be streaming that for the GAA. So it would be great to have Skull Pole uh, present and on All Ireland uh, Schools final day. Uh, Matt, uh, just one other bit of news that came through over the the last day or so was the return of Kieran Carey uh, to the helm at Patrick's Well. Yeah, I suppose you know when when I have that now, thanks to your good self. Um, look, it was something waiting to happen. I suppose there was an inevitability about it, wasn't there? And uh, like w- we've known what Kieran has done in the past, and um, like Patrick's, well, you know, they they they, they won the million miles away from it last year. Um, so with that extra boost, uh, three hurlers of the year in three years, um, like I I I think you know. He, he'll probably take him the extra step. There will be a carry factor. We've seen it in the past when he went in there. It's his top time there, actually, I think. It is. And, think, um, yeah. Straight away, when uh, when you'd be doing the odds, when you'd hear that he'd be going in there, um, the, the odds on Patrick's well for next year's championship, uh, this year's championship would be shortening already. Yeah, for sure. Um and this was the other the other one that was doing the rounds last week uh, with uh, the Limerick leader was the uh, story on Limerick Senior Hurling Club have high profile names for shortlist for 2024 with Derek McGrath being linked with the coaching role in Dune. Uh, do Dune seem to be uh, a club for 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 uh, for the big for the bringing in the big the big managers? They they they've had some some pretty heavy hitters down that side of the, the country over the the county over the last few years. Yeah, well, I understand that at this stage it's only being linked. Yeah, you know, um, but I've said this. I, I I've said this to um, several times in this medium, as you know, that my admiration for Dune, you know, is limitless for what they did in the in the past in in twenty twenty three. Yeah, I you suppose, know, Matt, you you, 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 you you only have to go back. I think was it nine nine starters, and I think we I think we watched them take a trimming over in in Kilmalloch. Uh, at the uh, sorry in Bruff, I think at the hands of Kilmallock in in, yeah. in and you geez, you could not see where they were going to like if if somebody sat down and told you that they'd come within a penalty shootout of knocking the piercing out at a semi final stage you'd have you'd have told them that they were talking rubbish or that they were gone they were gone mad uh, it it was a it was quite a it was quite an upward trajectory from that dark day outside in Bruff. You know, you you you, you uh, at the at the risk of being repetitive, like, um, you you hear these crying wolf stories about um, we're missing this, we're missing that, and we're missing the other. The simple fact of the matter, and it is fact, Dune were missing the six backs that finished the championship the previous year. 
all in the one, all in the one area of the field. And uh, uh, you had Dean Coleman, who played in the league, but left for Australia shortly afterwards. So there were seven key players gone. I think it's absolutely incredible the way they re-jigged their forces and what they did. They, they took a heavy beat in Tickle Malik in, in, in the first round, came back, beat, it, beat Patrick Swell, who had beaten Napiersik, then took a heavy beating by Napiersik, came back and beat Kildaimo Palace Kenry three or four days afterwards. You know, and made it made it through to the quarterfinal um, with um, uh, and beat a hand in and made, made it through and then got to the semi-final and you know that was a memorable semi-final when they went within penalty shootout of reaching the county final it was phenomenal it was phenomenal but happily the story is going to be much better this year with quite a number of the walking wounded back and and um, uh, you know, I honestly think that we're doomed to make the breakthrough at senior into county level. I don't think there's a GA person in this county would begrudge it to. Certainly not. Uh, Matt, LGFA, Limerick uh, entertaining uh, Longford this weekend out in Coolyroo. Uh, Longford on four points, Limerick on seven. And tipping along pretty well in Division 4. Uh Two wins and a draw from their opening three matches. Always hard to call these Division Four games because I suppose you could take the take the Kilkennys and the Derrys out of it, and you know Wicklow, Longford, Carlow, Fermanagh, Limerick, Leitrim. There hasn't been a whole pile between that uh, group of six over the last few years. No, and um, we have the advantage of having six of our, of our seven games at home in this year's con competition. Uh, you're right, we have seven points out and a possible nine. We're really getting into the meaty part of the league now at this stage. It's round four. And the system, as I explained, is that our eight teams in a play a full round robin, top four, qualify for semifinals. So you, the important thing and the first step for the new management of Mike Quilligan and um, and Sean Kiley is to get into that top four. Now, so far, things have gone well. And um, a win for over Longford, I think, would put them in a very, very, very strong position to make the top four. But Longford are going to be a different kettle to fish um, to, to what we've seen because they were playing in Division Three last year. They were relegated. Now, they haven't rooted up any trees since they returned to Division 4, they suffered a very heavy defeat um, to, to Fermanagh in the first round, um, then beat Kilkenny, and the last time out drew with Carlos. So that, uh, that accounts for their four points. But it's an important game for Limerick, and I feel, and um, also from a Limerick point of view, Limerick have received a major boost. Roshin Ambrose, Katty Mee, Alva Quaid, Ivan Lee. They missed the first two games completely due to injury. They came back during the second half against them, against Kilkenny. And I expect that possibly for the first time this year that um, the joint managers will be able to name a full team for a league match. I, I think everybody, I haven't heard of anybody that's, that's not available. Now he's tried a couple of 
young players. Um, uh, Roisin Brown has been very, very good. Grace Milan and with even Murphy, Creva McNamara, um, they've all been tried and 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 certainly our prospects. Um, but it, as I said, we're into the meaty stage of the league now, and and um, uh, I, I I think a result against Longford is going to be an imperative because. Our next game is our only away game of the campaign, and it's away to the leaders, Leitrim. And um, then, then we have entertained for man at home before finishing up with Carlo. So, like, it's 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 going to be a tough run from here on in. So, I I think three points on 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 um, on on Sunday are going to be very very important. And to be quite honest, I expect we get it. We'll get them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, it's yeah, it's an interesting weekend, and I think with that format, with the top four getting through, it does give Limerick a good opportunity. And I think getting out of that division four is so important for Limerick. I think, I think we saw the importance of playing at a higher division, especially in that Junior All Ireland final last year when Limerick came up against Down, and you saw, you saw a team that had been playing at a higher league level albeit in the same championship as Limerick in terms of their size, they were just that bit bigger and that bit stronger. And I think playing at that higher league level against better quality teams was ultimately what, what won the day for Down in that final last year uh, last last year at Crow Park. So I, 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 I think, I think getting, out, getting out of that division is huge for Limerick. Absolutely, and we, with the configuration of the team at the moment is such, with the experience and the youth coming through, that you cannot afford to continue to languish in Division 4 if you're to make progress. Yep. But the first step, you know, and, and, and we have to take gentle steps, the first step is to get into the semi-finals and then let the knockout stage take care of itself. It's, it's, the, only grow, it's the only division in the league that has semi-finals. The other three have straight finals. Top two, So, like, correct. there is that extra opportunity there, you know, yeah. to get an extra game. And and um, I'm very hopeful that Limerick will 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 make the four. At seven points now, they're, they're, they, they appear to be in a good position. But, you know, at 10 points on Sunday evening, they'd be in a better position. Absolutely. That's, that's the reality of it. For sure. Matt, any other business? Well, we 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 have a monster final on Sunday, on Saturday at two thirty in Saturday at two thirty in Rahina, where Mona Lean will be seeking to become the sixth team from Limerick to win the Munster um, Junior B competition final. Now, um, as as you know, winning Munster and winning All Irelands and winning counties um, is a familiar route for. Um, for, for Mona Lean. It's not too long ago since they won the county Munster and All Ireland Intermediate Clubs. So um but they, they they'll probably take inspiration from that. Now they're facing a very, very strong team. Drum and Inch, the Tipperary champions, who from by all accounts are raging hot favourites. But I I have the same narrative going around 12 months ago when Bruff got to the final. And um, the team, they were playing the team of all the talents, Turles, um, Turles Sarsfields in the final that included a one Redser O'Grady. And it, it, it didn't pan out like that. Bruff won it. 
So I'm I'm very very hopeful um, that history will repeat itself. Um, you have to start to listen to thunder. You know, when you hear all these things about um, this team being exceptional, that or the other thing, it 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 it'll all be defined by what happens between the, the white lines um, for for just over an hour on Sunday, on Saturday. It's Saturday at uh, at um, at two thirty, and um, I give Monalina right good chance. Yeah, let's hope so, Matt. Uh, I think that the, the final thing I just want to mention is that. Um, the, um, unfortunately, Ballylanders were knocked out in the first round, but the Nakaderi Junior B competition continues. Um, and um, this week we have the semi-final between the um, Shannon Gales from, from Tipperary who beat Ballylanders, and they are taking on Kilmehel from Clare at 2 o'clock in Paddy Carroll Park, Ballet Grand. It, it is moved from Nakaderi this year because the under, uh, the, the um, Nakaderi facility is undergoing considerable upgrading. So it, it's on in Paddy Cattle Park this Sunday at 2 o'clock. Shannon Rovers from Tipperary against um, uh, Kilmehel from Clare. The prize for the winners, the place in the final against St. Oliver Plunkett's of Cork on this bowl of Kerry. Yeah, what a prize that is, Matt. We'll leave it there and uh, we'll be back next week, I suppose, with analysis of uh, some of the results from this weekend and uh, hopefully Tom Clancy will land back from the slopes in one piece and, uh, yeah, look forward to having him back. The impression the game we get all with what you put into is like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Johnny Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the world court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. No sympathy in this game for anybody.